Coming to you from the FlexFox Fantasy Federation's World Broadcasting Headquarters in Ottawa, this is the weekly show, Daily Edition. As always, I'm your host, Nick the Man Penner, and my esteemed guest this week is a frequent uh, guest on the show. He's a guy who has a lot of hot takes that we really value. Please welcome once again, Aiden Smith-Edgel. Uh, thanks for having me back on the show, Nick. Uh, thanks for agreeing to come back. Obviously, it's been a, a couple weeks since we talked to you, uh, and... Things have been exciting in your life. Uh, you made it to the semifinal, as people will recall, but unfortunately you lost there to Cam McInnes. Uh, so you are currently in the third place matchup, which is obviously uh, nothing to scoff at. It's a, a still a valuable matchup to be in. Uh, what are your sort of thoughts on the, the whole experience in the playoffs for you? Um, well, it was good to make the playoffs, and it was good to go on a little bit of a run. I think a lot of people really weren't counting on my team that much and they were really counting me out like very right from the start of the season so it felt really good to sort of show them that uh, I had a real team it was really good and it was a serious championship contender even if other people uh, maybe say they don't believe it I think everyone really knows that I had a legit shot at winning the championship this year mm, I, th- I think it's true that you did prove a lot of doubters wrong uh, over the course of your run especially making it to the semifinals. Now, would you say that if you do win third place, or even if you finish fourth place, that you would consider your season a success overall? Um, I wouldn't say it was a success necessarily. I really wanted to go to the finals and make it like at least to a, uh, a conference penance or whatever. But I still think that making the playoffs in my second year is a good accomplishment, and uh, I'm happy to have shown everyone that they were wrong for not believing in me. That's good. Uh, I'm glad that at least achieving a playoff berth was a a goal that you were able to accomplish, so that's good. Looking ahead, what would you say is the the future for your team in 2018? Do you think you're going to be stronger? Are you looking to rebuild a little bit? What's on the docket for you? Well, I think I'm going to have a lot of moves to do over the offseason. I haven't totally finished strategizing what my plans are yet, but um, I think it's safe to say that there will be a lot of movement coming from my team. I think there'll be a lot of new faces come springtime. So I'm just going to kind of see like what deals are out there and see uh, just how things progress. And then I'll let it sort of happen organically, you know? Yeah, it makes sense. Play the market a little bit, see what's out there. Uh, you are in the third place matchup, like I said. Uh, and I think we can take a look at it quickly because it is, of course, a, a matchup of some esteem. You are facing off against Jamil, who lost the other semifinal. Uh, and currently, going into the, the final day Sunday here, it's a pretty close matchup. Uh, Jamil is ahead with 184.4 points. You have 171.7. Uh, do you think that you're going to be able to come back and win this one? Um, I think I have a good chance. Uh, just this morning, I went in and looked at the matchup and saw that it was actually still so close. And added a couple of pitchers. So hopefully they can push me over the top and get that third place. Hmm. Yeah, definitely a, a matchup in the balance. So if you can take advantage of your starters today, uh, that could be very favorable to you. Uh, yeah, I hadn't really been paying like that much attention to this matchup over the course of the week. I was kind of disappointed after losing out of the semis, so I didn't really do much more than just set my like lineups to the bare minimum for the first while. I did a stream in James Shields at one point, just because I knew I wasn't going to have enough starters. And I managed to get the energy to do that. But for the most part, I just haven't really been paying attention to this matchup for the week. Up until like this morning. Understandable. Uh, it's obviously hard to go back to a, a matchup after losing an exciting semifinal like that. So 
it is tough, but you are in a competitive position here. So with a, a little luck, you might be able to take advantage and uh, capture the, the third place trophy. That would be something anyways. Uh, more than nothing. Less than something, perhaps. More than a lot of other people. That's true. A lot of people just get a kick in the pants, so third place is not bad by comparison. Yeah, there should be a league trophy for the, the bronze medal, I think. Hmm. I'm sure uh, you can talk to, to the league managers about that, see what we can find. Uh, while we're on the subject of other matchups, uh, I think it's fair to talk just quickly about the Europa uh, we said yesterday in my conversation with Jathish that it was over, it was done. Uh, Jathish might have played himself a little bit because yesterday he put up 17 points, whereas Chow put up 116.5. That might be the greatest single-day total uh, this season in the league. I don't remember anything higher than that. So Chow has actually made it very interesting here with uh, Jathish now ahead 292.4 to 244.2. Unfortunately, both teams have maxed up their starters, so it's not like Chow has another chance to put up a huge point total thanks to starting pitching. But, I mean, 116.5 is a very impressive day, wouldn't you say, Aiden? Oh, yeah, that's um, that's crazy stuff, especially when you look at the day before. Um, Jatish had 100-point days, so I don't know how often you get 100-point days back-to-back going against each other. Mm-hmm. That's uh, it's really back and forth. It's a great showing for the final in Europa. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, very impressive. Very impressive that Chow also did it with only three starting pitchers going. Uh, got some good performances from Grinky, uh, Parker Ridwell, and Adam Conley. Uh, but it was also uh, the bats that really came alive for him. Josh Donaldson, huge day. So not surprising there that uh, Chow was able to put up a big point total, but maybe a little bit too little too late. Yeah, I think at this point it's going to be really tough for him to make up a almost 50-point deficit with just uh, bats in the bullpen. It's possible, though, but I would not bet on Jatich having a really bad day, and Jatich would also have to have a really bad day for that to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, yesterday, uh, Chow's bats did beat Jatish's bats by a 40-point margin, so it's not entirely impossible, but like you said, I wouldn't exactly be holding my breath still if I was Chow. Uh, it's more impressive that he managed to get it this close altogether than anything else. Uh, yeah, like you guys are counting it out, and he's put the shadow of doubt there anyways. It's like at least a possibility that there could be an upset, but I still would not. Yeah, that's true. He put it back in the, the range of the possible, and that's a, that's a pretty good state to be in going into a Sunday. Uh, so, speaking of uh, possibilities and what might happen, I think it's fair to turn now to the championship final. Uh, so, we talked in yesterday's podcast, uh, Jathish and I, about what Flex would need to do yesterday. Obviously, Friday was a, a huge day for Cam. He managed to really widen his lead in this matchup. Uh, and we talked about what Flex would have to do yesterday to set up a comeback we were hoping he would be able to get it within, you know, 40 points maybe, uh, have a good day. Unfortunately, Saturday was not a very good day for either team. It was very low scoring all around. Uh, so in total, Flex put up 19.8 points compared to Cam's 9.4 points. So Flex managed to shrink his deficit by only about 10 points. 
the overall scoreline is now Cam 275, Flex 211.6. Aiden, what are your thoughts on this this whole final? Uh, It's been an interesting matchup. Um, I don't know if both managers necessarily were managing at their best for this week. I don't know if their matchup acquisitions were used um, optimally, I would say. I think especially Flex going into Sunday... Um, having wasted some matchup acquisitions and there were good starters like on the wire, I think that's really tough for him. Like, can't do that in the finals, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely uh, some mistakes were made on Flex's side that cost him. Uh, Robbie Grossman now looking like a, a huge wasted opportunity too. So uh, unfortunate, really, that neither team was able to sort of make better use and really put on a, a finals performance for the ages you know i mean they still performed well i just think that like it's such a silly mistake to make when like your season's on the line and like there's so much pressure i guess like uh both the starters and the white Sox and the tigers games were still available at 11 30 this morning i'm like those are two terrible teams like i just think that uh mm-hmm. especially when you're in flexible position where you need to make a big comeback like those are moves you need to have available to be able to make them and you can't waste them earlier in the week on a start you weren't sure about starting, for example. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure Flex would take that back if he could. Uh, looking a little bit more about the point totals from yesterday, uh, Flex, uh, as we mentioned before, took our advice and sat Chatwood on Friday in order to start Carrasco on Saturday. Uh, Cleveland won over Kansas City. They started a new winning streak Uh Interesting to see how long this one goes. Uh, but Carrasco himself did not do so well. Uh, gave up eight hits, four runs, no quality start for him. Uh, only seven points in total. Uh, whereas Chatwood on Friday uh, put up a, a total of nine points. So I'm not saying that we were wrong to suggest starting Carrasco would be better. But in effect, uh, Flex got two fewer points if he did indeed listen to our advice. So sorry about that if you lose by two points, I guess. Yeah, two points is pretty marginal, and like sometimes these things just happen in fantasy baseball, where the better pitcher doesn't get the better performance. It happens all the time, so it's tough. But the margin wasn't that big anyway, so I don't think it's going to be something that keeps bucks up at night. Yeah, well, and as the statement goes, start your studs, right? So even if it's a, a not as great an outcome, you had to take your chance on the better man, which would have been Carrasco in this situation, anyways. Uh, so, looking at today, uh, obviously a big day with Flex essentially trying to make up a, a 65-point deficit if he wants to win. Uh, Cam uh, also trying to increase his point total to put this uh, out of reach and, and cement the victory on a, a victory lap. Uh, what's really going to be interesting, I think, are the starting pitchers for both sides. Uh, on Flex's side, as we've mentioned a couple times, he had three starts lined up. Steven Strasburg uh, for Washington against the Dodgers in the late game. Uh, Danny Duffy uh, at Cleveland this afternoon. And Joe Biagini for Toronto against Minnesota also this afternoon. That's a, an interesting slate of starts. What's your take on those guys, Aiden? Um, I think Strasburg versus the Dodgers is going to be a good start. Dodgers have been really scuffling lately. So I think a top pitcher like Strasburg is like exactly, that's exactly the kind of matchup that Flex needs if he wants to have a chance right now. Um, Duffy's a good pitcher too, but going up against Cleveland, who's just so hot right now, um, I mean, it's better than nothing, but 
I don't know how confident you can feel rolling anyone out against Cleveland right now. And for Biagini, um, I don't really trust Biagini at all. If you look at him, he's been alternating good and bad starts for a little bit now, and he's due for a bad start. So, I don't know. Like, Biagini could do anything on any given day, but I would not want to trace my, uh, my season in his hands, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, looking at them, I, I think Strasburg obviously would be the number one guy you would want to have starting today if you're flex, but he is facing the Dodgers, so maybe there's a little bit of a threat there. Uh, but again, start your studs. Uh, Danny Duffy, Kansas City against Cleveland, obviously matching up, like you said, with Cleveland is not good, especially considering Duffy's probably going to be on a, a pitch limit coming back from injury. So uh, I think what's really important uh, when you're making such a big comeback like this is you need to have pitches who are going to get you quality starts, and Duffy seems uh, pretty implausible to be able to get that today, but you hope maybe he'll pick up a a high strikeout total on the way or something. Uh, And like you said, Biagini has just been a a roller coaster, uh, alternating good and bad starts. So, I mean, maybe uh, he'll have some good luck today, but uh, the Twins have been a, a bit of an offensive juggernaut lately. Uh, and so, I don't know. Maybe they'll put up a, a big run total on him. Maybe he'll be able to shut them down. That's, I think, the real wild card for Flex is what Biagini does. Yeah, I think, like, all in all, it's not a bad group of starters to have. But I just keep coming back to that. It would look a lot better if he had some free agent uh, acquisitions that you could sort of add a couple guys on there and just get those extra points and make it more possible to just have a big day, you know? Because if any one of those guys ends up getting shelled, then that's pretty much it for him. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's it. He needs to have three above-average starts uh, if he wants to have a chance in this one. So not not a lot of margin for error there. Uh, and one more note for Flex's team, uh, which is that Robbie Grossman is starting today for Minnesota as the, the DH batting ninth, but he did uh, get a Robbie Grossman start in there after all, so maybe Grossman is not as cursed as previously thought. Well, I better hope he goes positive today anyways. Yeah, uh, get a few hits for, uh, for Flex for taking a chance on him. Uh, flipping over to Cam's team quickly, uh, we have two starts there for him today. Uh, he has Henderson Alvarez for the Phillies against Oakland, uh, a guy he picked up uh, earlier in the week, and we were speculating he did it specifically to prevent Flex from getting him. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what Henderson Alvarez can do. It'll be uh, his first start of the season. So hopefully, uh, for his sake at least, it goes well. Uh, and then Andrew Moore for Seattle against Houston. Uh, he has done well in his past two outings. Uh, He pitched well against Texas and Houston, uh, and he's facing Houston again today. But beyond that, uh, he has had some mixed results, so it'll be interesting to see what kind of Andrew Moore performance we get today. Yeah, I mean, these are both like trash pitchers. These are like the typical pitchers that Cam throws out there on a Sunday. They're just guys who like maybe will get like five points each, and that's all he needs at this point is like a couple extra points. Like Henderson Alvarez, this is the first start of the season you mentioned, but he also didn't pitch at all in 2016. Like the last time he started a major league game was in 2015. So even against Oakland, like what can you really expect from a guy who's making his first start in like a year and a half? And Andrew Moore is just like not a good pitcher. Mm -hmm. Like he's had two good starts recently, but like does anyone really believe that Andrew Moore is a good pitcher? 
Yeah, no, uh, those are valid questions. Uh, I think you're right that they're sort of cam-level starters. Uh, I think if possible, if he'd had better room to maneuver with his matchup acquisitions, he might have been able to put together a more, more full slate for today. Uh, but that was not the reality based on how his semifinal went. So, yeah, I mean, the big hope for Cam is just that these guys don't end up costing him anything. As long as they can finish in the positive, uh, that's a, a win for Cam right there. Yeah, like if I had to draw a roadmap for Flex to get to a victory here, uh, it would start with Andrew Moore and Henderson Alvarez like netting like zero points at least or going negative. And I think that's like a totally reasonable mm-hmm. thing that could happen. Like, that's completely possible that they would net zero or go negative. Oh, yeah. That's uh, definitely in the realm of possibilities. Uh, expand on that, though. How how would the roadmap continue from there? What else does Flex need to have today? Well, from there, like, you'd have to look at Flex's starting pitchers. We got Strasburg, Duffy, Eugene. Um, I don't know. I think, like, considering how deep in the hole he is, you'd need them to average, like, 15 points per start. So he'd have to get, pick up 45 points from his starting pitchers between the three of them. That's tough, but it's doable. And then you just need to outperform him on offense by like 15 points minus whatever Cam's bullpen puts up. So, yeah, I would say 45 points out of Flex's starting pitching, zero points out of Cam's starting pitching, and like then Flex has a shot. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's not impossible. Uh, that's, a, a, you know, a situation that could happen. We saw literally just yesterday with Chow putting up 100 points with only three, three starting pitchers. So, uh, yeah, I think you're right, though, that the key is that he can't afford to have even one of his three pitchers collapse. He has to have them all have good enough starts that they, they put up serious point totals for him. Uh, and then after that, he can, you know, start to worry about the bullpen and other things. Um, yeah, I would agree. Uh, you know, Cam's uh, points too. For those of, so you got to count for those in the end. Yeah, exactly. The both bullpens have the possibility of picking up points, so it could end up just being a wash. But if Flex does manage to get you know a couple extra guys in there, that could also be a difference maker. But it will be for not unless he's had those good starts earlier in the day. Yeah, agreed. Uh, so for people who are planning on, on watching this to the very end, uh, I think it's interesting to note who has guys in the late game, the 8 p.m. Sunday night baseball game, uh, because it's sort of a, a real Washington versus the Dodgers situation if it does end up being close around 8 p.m., uh, where Flex has Howie Kendrick, Anthony Rendon, and, of course, Strasburg starting for Washington. Uh, and then on Cam's side, he has Justin Turner and Curtis Granderson uh, of the Dodgers. Neither of these guys, though, have a reliever uh, in this game. So it'll be interesting to see uh, by the time that, uh, yeah, by the time Strasburg's start is done, we should have a, a pretty good idea uh, of who's going to be the champion. I'll be exciting. It's been a long season, and uh, it's almost the offseason time. We're almost there. Yeah, uh, we finally made it, uh, surviving the season. So uh, in the words of of Les Mis, one more day, uh, one day more. So exciting, exciting to watch. Uh, For me, for an outsider's perspective, uh, I've loved doing this show and being able to track this matchup as it went. So uh, today should be a a fitting climax, I hope. Uh, And that no matter what happens and who wins and who makes it interesting and who scores a bunch of points, it will definitely have been worth watching no matter what. I agree. And uh, 
I want to say thanks to you for doing this podcast. I mean, sometimes the uh, the league media can be a little harsh, but it wouldn't be the same league without them. So I really appreciate it. Uh, well, thank you very much for saying that. Uh, I'm happy to do it. I know that my my friends are often my toughest critics, but I I appreciate them sticking with me and being willing to listen to a, a daily podcast for this week. It's been a, a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine it was like a lot of work for you to do these every day. So that's a good, big commitment. Yeah, uh, especially battling sickness through most of the week. That's a uh, that's also been a fun challenge, I guess. You are truly. Uh, <laughs> I've earned the title. Uh, Aiden, is there anything else you would like to say here before um, we sign off? Maybe I'd like to draw a little attention to another matchup going on. Uh, Chris versus Jeremiah. Uh, Jeremiah was talking a lot of smack and slack the last couple of days, and then all of a sudden he had a bad night last night, and it's a really close matchup again. So it looks like he might lose after talking all that smack. I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Chris is up 167.6 to 159.1 for Jeremiah. Uh, not exactly a, a stellar performance from either guy, but it'll be interesting if uh, if Chris wins, if Chris wins, whether he might take that banter crown away from Jeremiah after all. Yeah, I think this was a good grudge match, and I've uh, enjoyed watching it a little bit over the course of the. Mm, yep. Yeah, well, and it's a, a last chance to make an impression before the offseason, so hopefully both these guys are, are able to have a good day-to-day and see what happens. Yeah, it should be a good matchup uh, right to the very end. Chris has got some starters going. I don't think Jeremiah does, so I put my money on Chris. Yeah, I, I mean, Jeremiah only starting three pitchers on the week. Not exactly a, a stellar showing from him, so I think Chris does have a good chance. You're right. Uh, okay, well, if there's nothing else to add, uh, thanks once again for listening. Thank you very much to Aiden for appearing on this episode. Uh, we will be back uh, later uh, with a regularly scheduled full-length episode of the weekly show to talk about everything that happened this week and to introduce the league's new champion tonight. But for now, uh, this is Nick Penner on behalf of all of us here at FlexFox Broadcasting saying good night. And good fantasy.